Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic Podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode 31. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings via our brand new website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic Podcast. After the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, Katie joins me to discuss the details of her research trip to Walt Disney World. She reports back on her first experience staying at the Contemporary Resort, details about mobile ordering food, and she dives into the intricacies of using Disney Genie Plus. We also touch on things like transportation, comparisons of standby queues to lightning lane queues, and we get a breakfast review of Steakhouse 71. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard, everybody. Today... We are going to do a trip report from Katie's recent Walt Disney World research trip. And she is here with me. Hello, Katie. Hello. I'm still floating (laughs) on Disney magic. (laughs) We're going to do, we're going to get into like all the the big details of your trip. Uh, Before we do that, I want to make two announcements. for anybody who has already donated to our Give Kids the World fundraiser, thank you so much. We have almost reached our goal, and we have until December 31st. So if you haven't donated, but it's on your to-do list, I will include the link to that in the show notes. Um, also, I made a post on our Facebook page today. We're recording this on November 23rd that I am looking for some short stories about celebrating uh, milestones at a Disney park resort on a cruise or even at home with a Disney twist in 2021. So if you celebrated a birthday, anniversary, engagement, new job, graduation, Taco Tuesday, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and with you know at one of the Disney parks or resorts or at home with some extra Disney magic. Uh, I will share the link to how to submit that because I'm working on a blog post for later next month, so we can all just kind of celebrate everything awesome that happened in 2021. Um, okay. So we're going to get into Katie's trip, but I do have some disclosure statements to make really quick, just so that you guys have all the information and you know, we're being upfront with you. So, um, Katie, you were at Disney on like comped tickets. You, You had four days in the park, but two of those days were comped 
by Disney on behalf of your travel booking partner, specifically for you to learn about the new things that are happening for the 50th anniversary. Correct. Yes. And then we also want to just mention that you stayed at the Contemporary and one of the, I guess, perks of of your job as a Disney destination specialist is that when when available, you get a discount. So you did get to stay deluxe at a discount this time anyway. Correct, <laughs> um, yes. So I just want everybody to know that disclosure is important and, you know, Sometimes there's influencers out there that (laughs) get things for free or discounted and then don't tell you about it. And then later you find out about it and it's kind of like, well, that seems shady. (laughs) So we're going to be upfront about it and not be shady because that sucks. Um, About 75% of this trip was out of my pocket. So yes, yes. So you you did still pay for two of your park days. You also, which we're going to be talking a lot about, you paid for Disney Genie Plus. There's no discounts on that. So that was out of your own pocket. Um, And there was the individual. All for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we're going to get into that in uh, as we go here. But first thing I want to talk about is you, when you uh, arrived at the Orlando airport, you guys decided to forego the Magical Express and yes. just take different transportation over to your resort. And how did that decision come about and how was the transportation? So with the Magical Express, Magical Express is complimentary. So when we got to the Orlando airport, we went down to our baggage claim area um, and got our suitcases, went over to Concourse A, um, and we had all intentions of utilizing the Magical Express. The line was very long and we were on limited time. So we decided to take an Uber. Now, what I do know is the line does move very quickly. However, and I would normally on a normal trip, I would have no problem waiting. But because we were on such a time restraint, we decided to call an Uber. And it was about $38 um, plus a tip for the two of us total to go from the Orlando airport to the Contemporary. It was about a 35 minute drive. So the driver was there within a couple minutes and we just went right to the hotel from there. Now, what it is really important to note is that with everything changing and Magical Express not being a thing come January, um, and there's the different forms of transportation, no matter what form of transportation you take right now, you do have to get your own luggage. Disney's no longer getting luggage for you. So that kind of took a little bit longer. Uh, It was... We probably waited a good 20 minutes for our suitcases to come on the carousel. But um, once we did that, we were in the car and on the way. So, Yeah, and Magical Express ends at the end of this year. And then it's going to – Mirrors is still going to be offering transportation between MCO and the Disney Resorts 
Um, so for those of you guys that remember back to like the nineties and the early two thousands before magical express existed, it's going to be back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be pretty much the same. And I mean, that's and not I can necessarily help. a bad thing either. It really isn't. No, I mean it, regardless of now I can help book mirrors or anything like that when we do a trip, but uh, regardless of what form of transportation you take now from the airport to the hotel, you have to pay for and you have to get your own luggage. And that's yeah. just how it is. But there's lots of options. Okay, so now I want to talk about you get to the contemporary and I want to know how was check-in? Did you go to the front desk? Did you do mobile check-in? What was, uh, how did you guys do that? So every trip that I take, um, and I make sure that everybody knows this, and we do the online check-in process. It's right on the My Disney Experience account. And we set up the My Dis- we set up the online check-in so that basically when you get to your hotel, you receive text messages when your, ho- your, when your room is ready. They'll let you know it's not quite ready yet or your room is ready and you can go right to your room. On a normal trip, I most of the time do utilize that and skip the front desk. Because I had never stayed at the Contemporary before, I did still do the online process. However, it basically just expedited the check-in process. So we did still go to the front desk. Um, Part of it was, again, I've never been there before. I know enough about the contemporary and where things are, but, you know, I wanted to know where the new Steakhouse 71 restaurant was, which was right there, but I didn't know that at the time. And for guests that have never been before, I always recommend doing it because you get first visit buttons or birthday buttons, but I kind of wanted the map to see more of a layout of where things were, where we were going to be going, just because I had never actually been in the resort, you know, in the back end of the resort where the rooms are. So, yeah, um, I we stayed. I, you, oh, um, oh, I was just going to say, like, I, I like, I know that a lot of people like the convenience of the sort of mobile check-in, like by, bypassing the front desk. I think if you've never stayed at a resort before, there oh, can be some yeah. benefits to, to checking in at the front desk. Um, 100%. Yeah, you can ask like what's going on at the hotel that week because there's there's things that are kind of always going on at the hotel that aren't necessarily online. You know, they're not necessarily on the website. So, um, and you can still get that information if you don't check in at the front desk because you can always pop over to the front desk or the concierge or whatever in between like coming and going to the parks or whatever, but it's still nice because they can say, Oh, there's this tour happening or there's this class happening or, you know, we're going to do movies outside tonight or, you know, whatever. Um, So even if you don't check in at the front desk, don't be afraid to utilize the front desk. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, even still filling out that online check-in process and doing everything ahead of time, it really does expedite when you check in because your credit card's already on file. Your PIN numbers for your magic bands are on file because we had a, the type of package that we booked and anyone who books a package at a Disney resort, you get the complimentary luggage tags at the front desk now when you ask. So they're really cute. They're 50th anniversary luggage tags um so we got those I didn't know that so it's like a little souvenir you can get that's just part of what your package is 
Yeah. So back in the day when you got yeah. Magic Band for free, they were actually inside the box with all your magical extras. Now they don't send that stuff with ahead of time, which I never really thought about until I had somebody ask me the other day, where are the luggage tags? And I said, oh, you get them at the front desk. And she said, well, what good are those to me now when I have to put my luggage on the airplane? Like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I didn't <laughs> think about it that way. Like, you know, but um, yeah, you get any magical extras. There's certain things that you get for booking packages and you get all that stuff right at the front desk when you check in and if you end up skipping the front desk you still get it they what they do is they'll call and leave you a voicemail on like your first night or first day and say hey stop on down we have something for you so oh good to know okay cool yeah they should at Um, least they that's what they were doing they should still be doing it but i knew to ask so okay Um, cool um okay so you guys stayed in a garden view room where is that in the resort? Is that in the main tower? No. So the garden view, so contemporary consists of a few different tiers. So you have your main tower, which is that A-frame building that the monorail goes through. And there's a few different room types in the in the main tower. And then just off the main tower, you have the garden view room. So it's a three-story uh, set of buildings, I guess, kind of in the shape of a Y, that are off to the back almost of the main tower so what i didn't know the main tower currently is renovated and they have the incredibles theming in the main tower the garden view is not renovated yet um which i mean the room is still nice but it's not renovated and we ended up getting a so what happened was when we first checked in we had the third floor the room was great thought we had a balcony but in the garden view you have sliding glass door but there is no balcony which I was a little I I actually truth be told I didn't know that I was under the impression that there was a balcony pictures are very deceiving so this is why I do these type of things that you know I stayed somewhere that I've never stayed at I learned something new so we did go back down to the front desk and said we basically asked if there was any other room available so that we could have a ground floor That way we at least have a patio outside of our door and they were able to switch rooms for us um, because there was still availability there, which made it nice. So we did end up getting a ground floor. We had a patio and from our new room, if you will, to where the monorail was, it was about a three minute walk. Um, You know, if you're walking with kids, maybe a five minute walk, but my pace was about a three minute walk and we were honestly the very furthest room from the monorail like you couldn't get any further from where we were and it was still only about a three minute walk (laughs) so that's interesting so the top floors have the in the garden in the garden view section uh there's a sliding glass door that opens out onto nothing nothingness <laughs> it's just a sliding glass door that opens well there's a railing there so it's not like you step well, yeah. out in your you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> like in casper um no yeah. so there's a railing there but yeah it's just a sliding glass door that opens to that's it it's it opens to nothingness okay all right that's interesting yeah pictures can be deceiving okay so that's good to know um, mm-hmm. So if you did want to step out from your room, then you would want that that ground floor. Now, did they had did they have furniture or anything out there on that patio? Oh yeah, yeah. So okay. um, if 
the room we had was just a normal room. So we had two chairs and a little, you know, a little patio table, like a little footstool patio table. Um, I did notice when walking that there were some um, bigger rooms, some suites that had an actual like patio table, like a couple nice seats and then a nice table too. And what are you actually looking at? What does that mean? Garden view? Um, our view was the seven seas lagoon. (laughs) We saw the boats driving by. So if you've ever been on the boat, anyone who's been to Disney before and you are at the wilderness lodge or Fort wilderness and you take the boat from there to, um, magic kingdom and you kind of pass these random hotels where people are, that's the garden view. We had a view of the water. Some Wait, other was it Seven are... Seas Lagoon or Bay Lake? Bay Lake. I'm sorry. I did that okay. like three okay. times on a live video. Bay Lake. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know why I kept doing that too. And every time I did it, I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right. Wait, Bay Lake Tower. Duh. <laughs> um, so it is, it's right there uh, that it passes by. Our original room, when we you know looked out, we had a view of the pool. So there's, you do not get a a view of the theme parks or anything. Um, And honestly, there's no bad view there though. There's really not. I mean, we had catch me outside on that patio every morning drinking coffee. Every morning and night. Yeah. We, so the one thing that I didn't, not that I didn't like, it wasn't a big deal. If we would have kept our original room, we would have had a view of the electric electrical water pageant from our room but where we were where the electrical water pageant is was more to the left so you couldn't see it from where we were so we just had to walk on the sidewalk you know a little bit to go over there to watch it not a big deal um but what's actually so then after it's over you know they turn all the lights off and they go to put the, the floats away um it kept it stayed lit up with some of the if anyone watched the live video at the end it shows like fireworks in the castle on a couple of the the panels that drove by our hotel or by our room at the end which was kind of cool so and then there's just boats constantly and felt like a princess with people waving to me as I was sitting out there in the morning having my coffee (laughs) that's Uh, going pros and cons so pros and cons that's good to know yeah that's really good to know I, I mean you you get you get the benefits of a of a, a deluxe resort. You know, we had the extra magic hours because it was a deluxe resort. We had walking distance to Magic Kingdom. We had the monorail to Epcot. Um, it's all the perks of a deluxe resort. And it was a little bit less price point range from staying in the main tower. So, Okay, so now let me ask you. This is very important. I'm going to ask it in a funny way because I, I asked I asked a question like this to my brother the other day and I was like, you know, I'm actually going to save that wording <laughs> for future <laughs> reference. So if you have deluxe resort money, are you staying here again? Or are you going to one of the other deluxe resorts that you've stayed at or want to try? I would... I would do it again only if I stayed in the tower. I wouldn't choose the Garden View again. Okay. And if I couldn't get the tower, I would pick a different resort. There's nothing wrong with it. 
I do not want anyone to be, you know, straight away from it. It was a great resort. I really liked it. But having stayed at other deluxe resorts, it was not my favorite. Okay. No, it's a personal question. You know, it's, that's why yeah. I, I was like, actually, let me save that wording because I, I know for us, deluxe resort money is rare. You know, yes. we would have to save extra to do that or do a split stay or something. So if I have deluxe resort money, I'm going to be really careful about which one I choose. <laughs> I, I, um, I would choose a different one. I, I personally okay. would. I liked it, but I like other deluxe resorts better than that one and would pick a different one. I would give it and another like try said, in the tower. Yeah, but, so that's that but, that matters. That might matter to somebody. You know, it was if I had the balcony to go out, it might have been different. If I had the view of the theme park, it might have been different. But I truly Yeah, I, I would pick a different one. Okay. Personally. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Also important because this has been a struggle for the last year and a half you were there in may and i, I wanted to ask you how was the transportation between the parks and resorts this time compared to your may trip was it better worse or the same well um i'm gonna do a double a, a, a two for answer for this because where I stayed, again, we walked to Magic Kingdom, we took the monorail to Epcot, and waited three minutes to get to the bus for Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Going back to the resort, maybe I think the longest bus we waited for was coming back from Animal Kingdom, and we waited 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. So it was not bad. Now, compared to May... Our only form of transportation was the bus. And if I compare buses to buses, it was about the same. However, one day we I took the Skyliner to, which was very hard for me to get on. Uh, I took the Skyliner to Caribbean Beach. And... I was trying to get back to, I wanted to get to Magic Kingdom. So I took the Skyliner to Caribbean Beach, went to the bus stop, which was the Jamaica bus stop, and was going to get on the bus to Magic Kingdom and then, you know, walk back to my hotel. It was just how I was doing it. I needed to, I wanted to experience the Skyliner, even though it scared the crap out of me because I don't do heights, but I wanted to experience it. I wanted to see what it was like. I needed to do it. So that was the that was the path I was taking. I was I was so I get to the Jamaica resort or the Jamaica stop at the Caribbean Beach Resort and waiting for Magic Kingdom and there were a couple families there. And uh, I said, Oh, you know, has a Magic Kingdom bus been by? And I looked up at the board because all the bus stops have wait times on there, and there was no time for the next Magic Kingdom bus. And they said, Oh, good luck, we've been here for a while. So apparently this family had been waiting for close to an hour. They had just called an Uber to get to the Magic Kingdom. We waited about 
I ended up calling up, there's phones at all the bus stops. So I ended up calling guest services and told them like, you need to get a bus here. Don't be afraid to speak up. We'll get into that when we talk about Genie Plus. But we waited about 25 minutes for a bus to come from Magic Kingdom. That was, that was not good. So it's a trick question because compared to busing service from my hotel, the hotel I stayed in in May, it was about the same. It was great. There was really no wait times. That one experience though, that if I would have been staying at that resort, I would not have been happy if that was my transportation situation at all, at all. Um, It is still a little bit of a free for all when you get to the bus stop where when the bus comes up, you know, they're let, it's not a capacity where uh, in May the buses were capped at a certain amount of people on the bus. They did squeeze as many people as they could on the bus this time. So they were fitting a lot more on. But when that bus came up, it was like everyone got to that yellow line to get onto the bus if they were going to that park. So there's no honor system of who was here first when you're at the hotel to get to a park. All right. Good to know. Okay. Now we're going to get into some park stuff. How was park hopping? Were you ever denied, like, due to the park being full when you were trying to park hop after your initial, you know, checking in at your reserved park for the day? Nope. So we, uh, park hopping starts at 2 p.m. And we park hopped three of our days. We were never denied entry. um, And we got there, you know, after 2 p.m., close to 2 p.m., later on at night. Super easy. You just have to. So I, I will be honest. I, I, I don't have an answer for this. They used to have buses from park to park at certain times, especially during, during park hopping hours. We always kind of went back to our resort first, just to kind of recoup and it was getting chillier at night. So we wanted to make sure that we had warmer clothes. And so we always went to the hotel first, but yeah, no, once we got to the hotel or once we got to our second park, it was, we were in really easy. There was no issues whatsoever. It was never a capacity. Okay, cool. Where should we go next? Are you ready? Are you ready for the Disney Genie Genie plus (laughs) conversation? Um, Let's let's start with can we can we do uh can we do like mobile mobile dining or yeah let's checking in for a before we get into the deep dive of I'm gonna have to <laughs> yeah 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 I'm gonna need a shot before Genie no, okay kidding. yeah yeah let's talk about let's talk about mobile ordering and let's how ease that everybody into this stuff <laughs> um so I always. Even before it was like huge and COVID and everything, mobile ordering, guys, the thing to do. It is so easy, especially if you have a smartphone. Almost every single quick service restaurant on Disney property offers mobile dining, including at the hotels, um, all of the parks. So basically what you do is you would go in and let's say, you know, you're kind of starting to get hungry, you're at. If you're at Animal Kingdom, you're starting to get hungry, you know that you want to eat in the next like half hour, you're going to eat at Flame Tree Barbecue. So you would go on your app, you would say, okay, it's five o'clock now. Let's, you know, say between 520 and 550, we're going to get our food. So you select the time and you look at the entire menu, you can make customizations. And 
as long as you're in that time frame of 520 to 550, you say, I'm here, and your food is ready within minutes. Every time we quick serviced, we used mobile dining. Our food was ready within, I think maybe Flame Tree was the longest we waited, and it was maybe a 10-minute wait after we said, I'm here, start my order. But that's one of the most popular quick service restaurants. But yeah, mobile, and the food's still hot. The food's, you know, the quality's just as good. Um, if they forget anything, you can go back up and, and you know, get what you forgot. Um, like I said, you can make customizations. The mobile dining was was great. Okay, um, two questions. Now, yep, I might have an answer to one of them, but go ahead. Earlier in the year, we were hearing about you have to know what you want to eat at 3 o'clock as soon as you walk into the park and place your mobile order at that time. Yes. Is that still okay. true? No, to a certain extent. So some of the more popular restaurants, um, if it was five o'clock, the next possible time you could eat at might have been like 530 or 540. Um, some of the not popular things. So at Epcot at uh, in Germany, the little quick service caramel place that's in Germany. I mean, I said it, I wanted it right now. I got it within, like, within seconds. The, the time that was next available was the time that it was, and I was able to get it right away. So I think the longest would have been, like, maybe 30 to 40 minutes, like, was the next possible time to order. Um, but for the most part, I mean, even during fireworks at, at Magic Kingdom, where you have a bunch of quick service areas around you, the times were no more than a half an hour away from the time that it is. So, you know, if you think about it, it's five o'clock now, the next available time is until 5.30. By the time you sit there and go through the menu and you ask your entire family, what does everyone want? You got a good 10, 15 minutes out of the way already. And then you're just waiting for 15 minutes to pass. And all you have to do is say, I'm here. And then you walk up to it. So, but just know once you click, I'm here, start my order. They're starting your food. So if you're at the opposite end of the park and you're saying, I'm here, start my order, it could potentially be ready in two minutes and you have a 10-minute walk. So you want to make sure that when you say, I'm here, you're actually there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Or like steps away. Pretty close. Okay, so, right. so for the po more popular restaurants that were mm -hmm. filling up by 9 a.m., <laughs> Are you still recommending that people check if they know they want to eat somewhere once they get in the park? It doesn't hurt to because you can always edit your order. So it definitely doesn't hurt, especially if it's something really popular. But for the most part, everything was available all day. Okay. And is walk-up still – Is can you just walk I up knew. and order? Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. So walk-up was still an option. But what I will tell you with walk-up was we never did walk-up, but I observed where in the past, pre-COVID, you had five registers open and all taking lines, double-sided and, you know, everything. And then you still had your mobile order. There was one register. Yeah, because they one. still have staffing issues. Right. So the people that weren't utilizing mobile order were waiting a good... 30 minutes just to get up to the cashier to order their food. Okay. 
And then you had to wait for your food to be prepared. Yes. So, mobile dining. It is... I, it was easy. I mean, it is... I, I could honestly, I could give the mobile order thing to James and he could do it. So here's the other thing with mobile dining that's really important, guys. So I know a lot of times I, I always talk about magic bands and the ease of magic bands and charging everything to your room and, you know, my OCDness of paying my bill um, throughout my stay and everything. When you mobile dine, do mobile dining, you cannot charge it to your room. So you have three. Um, a couple options that you have your credit card that you have on file that you set up when you did your um, online check-in of your hotel that is on your account you can charge it right to that credit card the other thing that I did that I, I somebody actually told me this I never thought about because I don't go into the parks with any form of cash like maybe I have a little bit of money to tip if I go somewhere but I don't bring cash. I don't bring a credit card. I don't bring gift cards. But what somebody told me and I tried it and actually was really easy is on my phone, on my notepad, I wrote down the information for my um, Disney gift card that I had. And one of the forms of payment you can do for your mobile dining is pay with a Disney gift card. And I had all the information there. I copied it and I pasted it right onto the mobile dining to pay. And I used my Disney gift card a couple times to pay for my food. So there's a few different ways that you could pay for your food that way, but it will not go on your on your um, room charges. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. If you do walk up, can you do the room charge thing? Yes. Okay. Yes, if you do walk up, you can pay with your room charge. Okay. You I, you had also made a note that you wanted to talk about the. Um, checking into dining reservations. Do you want to talk about that now? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of quick and simple, a little bit the same. So with mobile dining, and I, I kind of remembered this from when I went in May, but I couldn't remember 100% if that makes sense. So when it's about 15 minutes prior to your reservation time, you get an alert from My Disney Experience. Um, So always make sure that on your My Disney Experience app on your phone, you have your alerts turned on. You get an alert that says, uh, hey, it's time to check in for your 1125 August Cantina reservation. So 15 minutes early, you can go in and check in. Now, the thing that's nice about the checking in process is this automatically puts you in that line that you're basically at the restaurant. So Again, what we talked about before is I'm here, don't, you know, start my order. Make sure you're at the restaurant when you're doing this check-in or very close to it because within minutes, you're going to get called, even if it's before your reservation time. So about 15 minutes or at 15 minutes before you start the check-in process, you can, if, if not everyone's at your reservation, so for my Steakhouse 71, my reservation was for two. And I ended up going by myself. So you can alter your reservation by one guest, and that's plus or minus. So if you had a reservation for, say, two, and then all of a sudden you met up with your long-lost friend that you met at the park, and you're like, oh, we're going to August Cantina, come with us, you can add up to one person on your reservation when you do your check-in process. Okay. 
um, which is really nice. And it's a really good perk. So, and that was the same no matter what restaurant it was. I ate at the two most popular restaurants, two of the three most popular restaurants on Disney property right now I had reservations for, and both gave me the option to add up to one guest. And then you would also be able to add in any dietary restrictions. And I want to say for our Olga's Cantina reservation, um, about 10 minutes after we did the uh, check-in process, we got called for our table and they send a text message that says, Hey, your table's ready. You go up, give them your name. They take you to right to your table. Um, so we waited about 10 minutes for that one. And then when I ate at steakhouse 71, um, my reservation was at like nine 40. I checked in at nine 25 and at nine 27, my table was ready. So I was sitting down even before my reservation was, was set. So I, you know, uh, my my husband says they're Disney's turning everyone into phone zombies, and it's true. I can't tell you how many people I ran into looking down at my phone, but the stuff that they are putting on the phones that you can do to make your process a lot easier is really helpful. Now, if you don't have a smartphone, obviously yes, you can still check in manually at the front at the you know the desk when it's your reservation time and anything like that, but. Yeah, the check-in process for dining was really easy. And little hint, guys, you know, if you're trying to get into a good restaurant and there's three of you, there's you're trying to make a reservation for three, it's not available. Make it for two. When you check in ahead of time, add one guest. Just saying. <laughs> Just throwing uh, that out there. Dining hack. <laughs> But it, I mean, and it says right on there, you can add up to one guest. Like you can't add a whole family of five. Yeah. You will not get a table. It is one. And they're serious too. I had, you know, everyone tries throwing the, oh, it's my birthday. When we're sitting at August, when we were waiting to check in, August canteen is hard to get. I was very impressed that I did get it. I was very happy I did. But this lady and her son walk up and they're like, oh, we're looking for a table for two. And said, oh, I'm sorry, you know, all of our reservations are taken. You can continue looking on the website if something opens up, but there's no more walk-up reservations available. She's like, but it's his birthday, and this is the only thing he wanted to do. I'm not getting you into this restaurant. <laughs> like, you got it. You have to use the app. So, And I can walk anyone through dining reservations and everything, how to check. I mean, I booked this. I booked my Olga's Cantina two weeks before we were going. Actually, less than that. I was able to get that. So lots of dining hacks I can help you guys with if you're looking for a certain restaurant. Uh, cool. Yes. All right. Now All are right. you ready for Disney Genie Plus? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Hold on. Let me let me take a sip. Let me, let me quench here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing everybody wants to know about. I, I have, I still have mixed feelings. Uh, as I'm sure I no longer do. A lot of people do. Okay, so you had Disney Genie Plus, which is the paid I, version for yes. your entire trip. Yes. And you also did a few individual attraction selections where you are paying just to get on that specific attraction faster. Um, yes. And those those are we'll talk about this, but. There's some attractions not included in Disney Genie Plus and 
So that's a separate charge. Um, Correct. So, and I also waited in the line. I also waited in lines and didn't use Genie Plus. <laughs> I, I did do that as well. Okay. <laughs> I used all. <laughs> so the first thing is, how was paying for Disney Genie Plus? Like you mean the whole process of it? Yes. Yeah, so if somebody is considering getting it, considering getting it, okay. if they if. How how can I say that? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got. I, I got you. Go, I got go, you. go. It's okay. Off the so, <laughs> if so, there's two ways to do it. You can prepay ahead of time. When you book your package, you can pay for it ahead of time. Now, the way my tickets worked, as we talked about, um, I did have two tickets that, based on this experience, the the research that I did, Disney gave me two tickets. The tickets that I purchased out of my pocket. When I purchased those tickets, I pre-purchased Genie Plus. So they were already on my ticket. I did not have to do anything. At 7 a.m., I had to make my first selection. We'll get into the selections in a second. The two days that the Genie Plus was not already on my ticket, at midnight of that morning. So I stayed up, and at midnight, I went on to Disney Genie. I went on to my Disney Experience. I made sure that the date was changed to the date I was talking about. Um, so, you know, Wednesday, the, I think it was Wednesday the 17th. Um, I made sure that it said Wednesday the 17th. And there's a little icon that is very hard to, very easy to miss, excuse me, that says add Genie Plus to your day. I went in. I selected the planning party that I wanted to add it to. And very similar to what we talked about with how you do the mobile dining and putting your credit card or gift card in. Enter your information, and bam, it's purchased. And then you can make your first selection at 7 a.m. So step one. So two options, prepay. Now, if you prepay for it, right, if you do it, when we book a trip, if you say, I want Genie Plus, I'm going to do it all five days that I go to the parks, we get it. You don't have to stay up till midnight, or you don't have to wake up a little bit early. At 7 a.m., you can make your first selection. If you choose to only want it on a couple of days, now there was one day that we did not use it. If you decide to not want it for every day, you cannot pre-purchase it. You have to purchase it that day. And that day starts at midnight. But you want to do it by by 7 a.m. Because 7 a.m. is when you make your first selection. Yeah, so if you're planning your trip for January and you're going for six days, you can't say in your pre, in, you know, in when you're booking your package, you can't say, okay, I want Genie Plus on Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Because right. if you're bo- trying to do it with your package, it's going to apply to every day, which means you're going to be paying 15 bucks per person every single day. So if you know you only want it Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, you won't be able to purchase it until midnight, you know, 12 a.m. on that day when you're already on your trip. Correct. So that's kind of a pain in the butt. It is. Who knows? They might change that later on. I doubt it, but just know that going in just in case. And, And you know what? Honestly, like, the one day I was still up at midnight, so I that's why I did it early. Um, the second day that I, the other day I purchased it, I 
did it like I, I was up at 645 or something. So I had a 15 minute window. I mean, the whole process, I, I believe I posted the video on my Facebook page. And the whole process itself, I mean, it took, you know, 30 seconds. It, it really is. Everything's there. It only applies if you have, you have to have a park reservation. It only applies if you have a park reservation. It only applies to the guests in your planning party that have park reservations. So it's all right there. And it was really quick. Same thing with, I, I want to say actually that I, I did the whole, the one day I, maybe it was for a lightning lane, but I copy and pasted my gift card thing and I used that to pay for it. Um, same thing. It, you know, just going back and forth between the, the apps and copying it and then pasting it right in there. It's all your information is already filled in. So you're not having to do anything. Okay. The whole process itself is very, that is honestly, if I'm being completely upfront, that was the easiest part of Genie Plus. Of, that was the easiest part of grasping G Genie Plus was how to pay for it. <laughs> Here, take my money. Oh, yes, that's fashion. easy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so. Okay. I want to talk about the process of actually using it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so at 7 a.m. you can make your first selection now that's yes I have okay. to think about how I want to ask this so okay. at 7 a.m. you can start choosing an attraction yes previously there was I don't even know if it was speculation or if Disney said this there was something about a two-hour window and I I don't know in using it, how that is, because I have literally heard of people getting on Jungle Cruise at 930. And as soon as they get off of Jungle Cruise, getting another lightning lane for pirates for 20 minutes later. So that throws the whole two hour thing out the window. So what is the actual rules okay. of using this thing? <laughs> okay, so we're gonna put that two hour thing. That two hour thing is true. But we're going to put that on the back burger for a second, if you will, okay? Because that that two-hour thing that you heard, that is a basically at 7 a.m. Okay, so let's use something really popular like Slinky Dog Dash, okay? At Hollywood Studios, Slinky Dog Dash and Millennium Falcon are included in the Genie Plus service. So that's that Genie Plus. So we're all on the same page. Genie Plus is the $15 per person per day that you can use based on availability once per attraction if you have the hopper at multiple parks. So at Hollywood Studios, Slinky Dog and Millennium Falcon are the two most popular. At 7 a.m., there is a very good possibility that when you book your lightning lane at 7 a.m., the first, the first available for Slinky Dog might not be until 11.30. The park opens at 9. So that means when you walk into the park at 9 a.m., you're waiting over two hours to use your first lightning lane. This two-hour rule that everyone's talking about that's misconstrued is that 
yes, you cannot book any other lightning lane for two hours from the time the park opens if you already have something. So park opens at nine. Hopefully everyone can follow along, get your pieces of paper and pencils and write this down with me. Park opens at nine. Your first lightning lane that you were able to book is 11.30. At 11.01, you have surpassed two hours of no lightning lane usage. So now, even though you haven't gotten on your slinky dog, which is 11.30, and that's a lightning lane, because two hours has passed, at 11.01, you can book another lightning lane. So with the Genie Plus, you can only have one at a time, but two hours have gone by without using it, you can book a second one. So this is where if anyone hears about stacking lightning lanes, this is what stacking means. So now at 11.01, let's say I want to do Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is available at 12 o'clock. I'm going to book my 12 o'clock for Tower of Terror. So now looking at your My Genie Day, you have 11.30 my, uh, Slinky Dog, 12 o'clock Tower of Terror. As soon as you scan in to, light, to, to Slinky Dog, which was your first lightning lane, as soon as you do the two scans to get into it, you can now book another lightning lane. And let's say Rocket Roller Coaster is available at 12.05. You're going to book that one. So now you have two at one time. Right? Okay. So now that is the only time you can have two is if two hours pass. So you cannot now use Tower of Terror and book another one. Because that Tower of Terror one was because you waited for so long to get onto Slinky Dog. The only way you could have another stackable is if Rock and Roller Coaster was, say, two hours after you booked it. If you booked Rock and Roller Coaster, at 11.30 you book Rock and Roller Coaster and the time available was, say, 4 o'clock. Well, two hours after 11.30, you could do this whole process again. That's the two-hour window. I feel I like everybody. I get it, but it's still confusing. What a pain in the butt. It was. And I will be honest. In I used Genie Plus three days. And in three days, the only time I was able to stack lightning lanes was the evening I was at Magic Kingdom. And the only reason it worked out is because of the time the first one we booked was during when we were park hopping and we waited for so long. The only way, the only time I, I was able to stack. It is possible I could have done it. I could have probably done it at Hollywood Studios also. Um, but stacking is, the stacking and the two-hour rule. So the stacking and two-hour rule kind of are hand in hand, in my opinion. If you hear stacking lightning lanes, it's because they're utilizing the two-hour window, the 120-minute rule. It, it's going to work most at Hollywood Studios because of the popularity of their attractions there. And then from what I saw, it's going to work the evening after park hopping of like Magic Kingdom where there's a ton of different attractions to choose from. The, those are the only two in again, my opinion, my my from what I saw, the only two times that stacking would even be an option. 
So it's not something that's going to happen every day. You're, I can guarantee you're not going to be able to stack at Animal Kingdom. Like, I know you're not going to be able to stack at Animal Kingdom. Well, I'd be surprised. there's not enough attractions. There's not. So the evening at Magic Kingdom or the morning of Hollywood Studios are your stacking days. Yeah, I was thinking um, it seems like the Magic Kingdom would be the best park to use Disney Genie Plus because there are so many attractions. I agree with that statement, yes. Okay. If anybody has any questions at all, you guys can, you know you can reach out to Katie. Oh, yeah. uh, And she'll help you understand if, if this felt confusing and you need to ask the question in a different way. Um, I do want to ask you when you're using Disney genie plus, Mm -hmm. are you also getting the, how can I ask this? Essentially what you would see if you did not pay for Disney genie plus. So you, you know how you can just use the Disney Genie and it'll sort of recommend things to you. Like maybe mm-hmm. you can go over here and meet the princesses or maybe you want to go ride the train <laughs> or the people mover <laughs> or whatever. Um, did you use that portion of the app at all to see what it was suggesting for you to do based on like the things like, did you go through the whole process of saying, these are the things that I like and I'm interested in? <laughs> I, I did, but honestly, because I was using the genie plus, I didn't really utilize that. If this was a different trip, right. And I, I know the whole purpose of this was a research trip. But the way that this worked out, it was it was a lot. I mean, I went through a three-day battery pack in one day. I, I know. Like, like, she's on her phone the whole time. <laughs> she doesn't even know what Disney it, looks like right now. <laughs> it, it, was, it was hard. It was hard. I did see it. It did recommend a couple things. But, you know, it, it was, hey, this time is available now. Well, now we're at the opposite end of the park, so it was a little bit hard. So it was using that is great and it does kind of sig- you know tell you where you could go because there's a low wait time or you're interested in but you know we were at you know say we were at Pirates of the Caribbean and they're telling me that the teacups are a 10 minute wait. Well that's all well and good but by the time I get over to the teacups it's going to be a 30 minute wait. Like you just told all these people it was a 10 minute wait. So it it didn't really I didn't like how it worked because it wasn't based on the, it didn't have the Bluetooth capability, I guess, if you will. You know, I was in a different part of the park or not nearby or in line for something. So um, I can appreciate what it's for, but I, I don't know. So you I, that's something maybe you'll embrace like when you're on your actual family vacation yes. earlier next yeah. year. Yeah, okay. when I'm not trying to understand how to actually use Genie Plus, yeah, <laughs> I'll, you know, the whole purpose of this was to figure out how can I, if somebody's paying fifteen dollars, what is what are they getting for it? Yeah, what is what's what are we doing here? Um, so, so, can I ask you what were the most attractions that you were able to book a Lightning Lane for? as part of Disney Genie Plus in one day? 
I think our best day on Genie Plus was at Hollywood Studios, and then we park hopped to Magic Kingdom, got up, got our Lightning Lane for, sorry, did Genie Plus Lightning Lane for Millennium Falcon, and then Toy Story Mania, and Toy Story Mania ended up breaking down, which we'll get into kind of little things that might happen with Genie Plus. Ended up going on Alien Swirling Saucers, Toy Story Mania, park hopped over to Magic Kingdom where I was able to stack Big Thunder Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, It's a Small World, and then Buzz Lightyear. Um, But that was the most amount of stuff. And that was, you know, if I was with on a normal trip where I might not have taken a break or things like that, I probably could have gotten a lot more in. But um, a lot happened in that day that I could have gotten more done had other events not taken place. Did you feel like it was that the value that you got the value of what you paid for? Hundred percent. I would. I would genie plus every day. So even an animal kingdom day. So no, (laughs) no. Uh, and I will tell you why I would not, I would bypass Animal Kingdom Genie Plus. Okay. Animal Kingdom would be the only park I would not get a Genie Plus for. However, disclosure, for me, when I go to, to Disney, I always have a park hopper. So most of the time at Animal Kingdom, like when we were there, we spent a lot of time at Animal Kingdom this time. Like we watched Kite Tales. We, you know, sat and relaxed for a bit and caught up on on posting and had dinner. And you know, we did a lot at Animal Kingdom. We did the uh, drawing experience. So we were there till about 3.30, 4 o'clock uh, actually. And then we park hopped to Epcot. So having a park hopper, I necessarily wouldn't have it for Animal Kingdom. But depending on what park I was planning on hopping to after Animal Kingdom, I would potentially consider making sure I purchased Genie Plus that day to be able to use it for the afternoon for when I park hopped. If I was doing one park per day and only going to our Animal Kingdom that day, then no, I would not purchase the Genie Plus. Okay. However, I would Lightning Lane Pandora. Okay, so let's talk about individual attraction selections. Yes. Um, why don't you tell us about individual attraction selections? <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting my notes. I'm getting my notes for this one. Okay, so each park has two individual lightning lane selections, right? So these are not included with Genie Plus. So Genie Plus... When you purchase the Genie Plus, yes, you are waiting in the Lightning Lane. At each park, there are two attractions that in order to wait in the Lightning Lane, you have to pay an additional price per person to utilize these attractions. Now, you... Caveat, you do not have to have Disney Genie Plus to do these two attractions at each park. So if you do not, if you do not want Disney Genie Plus 
but you do want to go on these two attractions, you can still purchase the Lightning Lane. Yes, thank you. So when you purchase them, you are able to purchase them at 7 a.m. If you are not staying on property, shame on you. No, if you are not staying on property, you cannot purchase these until the park opens. So think about that for a second. If you really wanted to get on Remy, right? Only way to get on Remy is a virtual queue or light, this individual lightning lane. You can purchase it at 7 a.m., but if you're not staying on property, you can't purchase it until 10 o'clock when the park opens. Good luck. Anyway, so each park has two. Now, as was Genie Plus, where each attraction you can only utilize one time, like the, the lightning lane, you can go on it as many times as you want. But the lightning lane, you can only do each attraction one time. The same rule applies to this. However, with this, you can only purchase two per day. If you're only going to one park per day, then that's fine. You only have two to choose from. If you are park hopping, you can only pick what two you want to do. So at 7 a.m., you can make your first purchase of this individual lightning lane if you want. Again, you do not have to, and you do not have to have Genie Plus to do it. But you can do it at 7 a.m., and some of them go very quickly. Now, with the Genie Plus, you don't get to pick your time. When you make your, you know, Slinky Dog Dash, if you're saying your first, your lightning lane that you're selecting from Genie Plus is Slinky Dog, you're taking the time that they give you. That thing on there says you can return at 940. That's the time you get. And if you don't want 940, then you have to sit and you have to keep refreshing, refreshing, refreshing until it's the time that you're looking for. With these individual lightning lane attractions, you get to pick. So once you go in and you find the attraction you're looking for, so at Epcot, you have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, you're wanting to pick that, you select it, you select a time frame. Let's say you're, you know, you're looking to get over to France at about two o'clock. You can go to the two o'clock hour and you can see what times are available in two o'clock. And then you can select that time and then continue the purchasing process of putting in your credit card or gift card, selecting your party and everything like that. And these prices do not include tax. So tax is added when you purchase it this way. The prices what also can, change. They do. They're I just going to say that yes. Yes, they do have yeah. surge pricing. So you might see if you want to choose 2 o'clock, it might be $9 per person versus if you want, you know, 5.30, it could be $13 per person. Now, can yes. you see the price of next no. to the time and or does it just surprise the, you <laughs> no the, the price the price for the most part kind of stays the same based on the day it changed the price from what i witnessed the price was the same per day it just wait let me rephrase that the price is set on the day it's if you go thursday you might have only paid ten dollars Saturday, you're paying $15. Okay, so they're, sur they're not surge pricing based on no, individual not time slots. 
Okay. No, not from what I witnessed. No. Okay. No, it was just based on the day. So it'll be more expensive on Saturday than Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But then certain things, the pricing changing. That was really bad English. I'm sorry. Uh, Rise of resistance. You could go on, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what day you go. It's $15. Okay. Now, when it comes to these, you know, there's two at each park. We utilized three. And I would do it all over again. I would pay because the three we did are the three attractions I enjoyed. Um, no matter what, whether it was the regular Genie Plus Lightning Lane or this individual attraction, we waited no more than five minutes. No more than five minutes. And we timed it. I mean, we had we had stopwatches going. We timed it. Okay. You were not waiting. Now, could you bypass having to do individual Lightning Lanes and paying? Yes. But you need to make sure... Number one, it depends on the attraction. So honestly, unless you are lucky, if you want Rise of the Resistance, you best be up at seven and on that app because those lightning lanes are gone very, very quickly. Other things like Flight of Passage, you know, you could get away with not purchasing that, but you need to make sure you're at the park when it's rope drop. And then you're going to wait about 40 minutes for that light for at, at opening when the park opens. It might be a 40 minute wait as opposed to a two and a half hour wait in the middle of the day. But there are attractions that are on the lightning lane that, you know, you have to play your day. It's if you're the type of family that you're going to go into Hollywood studios and say, all right. I need to do Rise of the Resistance. I need to do Millennium Falcon. I need to do uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I wouldn't mind hitting up, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But we don't want to get to the park until 12. Well, you need to purchase this stuff. Like, there's just no other way. You need to get up. You need to purchase it. You need to plan your day. And then you can sleep in because you paid for everything ahead of time. But if you're the kind of person that you're going to say, really want to do this. I want to do this and this, but we're getting to the park with for rope drop. Staying on property, you can get into the park 30 minutes early. You could possibly get away with not paying it, but you are still going to wait in a little bit of a line. And then I have a disclaimer about one of the individual lightning lanes. Would you, um, um before you get into that, yes. would you, um, so say I have a park hopper, and I have my park reservation for Animal Kingdom uh-huh. at 7 a.m. And I know I want to do individual attraction selections. At mm-hmm. 7 a.m., I want to make my Lightning Lane reservation for Flight of Passage. Yep. But I know later on I'm going to Epcot. Can I also make a lightning lane reservation for Remy's if it's after 2 p.m.? Or do I have to wait until I'm in Epcot, at which point it's gone already? Yes, you can purchase it at 7 a.m. as long as you have the park hopper ticket. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Cool. And then, like you said, make sure that you know park hopping does not start until 2. So make sure that it's not until 
after the park hopping hours. Yes. Okay, go ahead with your disclaimer. Because there, well, and speaking of Remy, but there are no refunds on it. So, you know, there's, there. What well, if you were to make, you know, park hop to Epcot and you can't hop until two, but you made your Remy for 11, they don't let you on. You don't get your money back because, like, you have to know what the rules and regulations are, guys. Okay. Gotta, you gotta take a little bit of response so they won't refund you. Um, okay, so with all this individual Lightning Lane attraction things, everything has a standby queue. So if you don't want to pay for a flight of passage and you're just going to wait in the line, you can do that. You absolutely can do that. That is not a problem. Uh, depending on what time you go, you might have a 20-minute wait. You could have an hour and a half to two-hour wait. Like, it's a very popular attraction. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, the newest attraction on Disney property right now. There are two ways to get into Remy's attraction. That is by paying approximately $9 per person for the individual lighting lane attraction uh, selection. Select your time. Or at 7 a.m., you can get into the virtual queue. There is no normal standby. So... On the day we went to Epcot, I did do this. I, at 7 a.m., I set my priorities, and I know that the virtual queue goes faster for Remy. I, I did my research. I did my homework. And, guys, that's why you have me as an agent. I do all this homework for you. Honestly, for about three weeks, I sat on the app. I looked at things at 7 a.m. I watched what the times were, how fast things go. Like, I... This is what I do on my days off. Like, uh, honestly, I, <laughs> I, I'm a nerd. So I know that the individual, uh, the, the virtual queues go faster. So at 7 a.m. on the dot, I followed the virtual queue procedure, got myself a virtual queue. I think I got like queue 50 or 45, something like that. Like it was very early. It was a very good queue. As soon as I was done getting that virtual queue, I went into the individual lightning lane process and I purchased the individual lightning lane for Remy. So now I have two options. I can skip the line and wait four minutes. Actually, I think it was like three minutes and 45 seconds we waited to get onto Remy. And then standby, which was about a 40 minute wait. So again, the only way I could do that standby is if I have this virtual queue, you're still waiting in line. So, you know, you have to look at it as, is it worth $9 to wait four minutes? Or do I just get the virtual queue, try to get the virtual queue, and wait 40 to 60 minutes to get on this attraction? You know, it kind of is, is how you want to do things. And each attraction is going to be different. You know, we didn't use the Lightning Lane at Animal Kingdom, um, the Genie Plus Lightning Lane for the Safari. And it was claiming to be a 30-minute wait, and we waited 12 minutes. Space Mountain, we did not pay the individual Lightning Lane price for Space Mountain. It was a 40-minute wait. We waited 38 minutes. So sometimes there was a fluctuation in wait times. Sometimes there was not, and you were waiting. Would I do Genie Plus again? Yes, I would, every time. I have already 
added the price of Genie Plus into every single trip that I plan on making in the future because it was worth it. It's a lot of work. You have to know what you're doing and know what you're looking for. But in my opinion, it was 100% worth it. Well, honestly, Fast Pass was a lot of work too. Like they made it. It absolutely was. Yes. They made it so difficult. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, not to interrupt you, there are there are parts of this Genie Plus that definitely still have to be worked out. You know, we you have to you have to do your homework, or you have to have somebody do your homework for you. You know, if you're trying to do your lightning lanes, and as soon as you get on you know, Big Thunder Mountain, you're like, all right, let's see what's next, what's next. Oh, look, it's it's 12 o'clock and we can take a lightning lane for uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. And it's it's in five minutes and we can totally do this because you have an hour. So if it says a 12.05, you have 12.05 to 105. If you're looking at it going, we can get on there right now, like this is the next one we can do. So that way you're taking advantage of everything. That right, that attraction's on the opposite end of the park. So... You know, you have to know that, yes, you might be taking advantage of the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one, but you might be doing a lot of back and forth and back and forth. So that's the one thing I did not like is sometimes the next possible available option for you had you running in zigzags, which when it came to fast passes, that was one thing that I took pride in was making sure that I took advantage of we're doing the right side of Magic Kingdom. And as soon as you get off this, you're getting on this to get on this. And your time is money, you know, um, where this was a lot of back and forth. So that is a absolute downfall to Genie Plus. Not a downfall, but you gotta you have to know what you're looking for. Okay. We've got a couple minutes here still. And I'd like to just kind of talk about some of the things that you did. You were there to see some specific things, and I don't want to go into too much detail because I want people to, and I think, I mean, you even said this in one of your posts, um, you want people to see it in person and make up their own mind. But how did you feel about Remy's Ratatouille adventure? It was awesome. It was so (laughs) cute. I loved it. (laughs) I absolutely loved it. I, it's, it's right up there with Soren for me as my favorite thing at, at Epcot now. It was great. It, it was honestly worth it. Cool. Worth it. That's you, all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not ruining it. <laughs> you also, there's three new shows at the parks for the 50th. You've got. Yes enchantment over at magic kingdom harmonious Mm -hmm. over at epcot and kite tales at animal kingdom you saw all three of them sure did 30 yeah thirty thousand foot view general opinion okay general opinion Kite Tales, if you need a place to go and sit and get away from the crowds, that's the only thing that I enjoyed about Kite Tales. It was, nah. I understand that Animal Kingdom is very limited to what they can do because of the animals. However, nah. Okay. Uh, Enchantment was good as long as you have a good view. You have to know where to stand. 
Um, so my sister was actually in Disney, ironically, at the same time I was there. Uh, I did get to, I run it, ran into them a couple times. And their first day when they saw Enchantment, somebody told, not me, they didn't listen to me. Uh, somebody told them where to stand. They had a horrible view. They didn't get to see it. They didn't like it. They watched it a second time. I watched it from, I watched it first and then told them this is where you need to stand. Again, reiterating that. It was good. Not as good as Happily Ever After. Um, I would watch it again. I did like it. I did get emotional a couple times. Harmonious. Wow. Wow. It. I mean, my con of Harmonious is... As opposed to where Illuminations, you could stand anywhere in the world showcase and get a 360 degree view of the of Illuminations. Harmonious, you can still see everything, but there are two points at Epcot that give you the 100% full-on view of Harmonious. And we were in that spot and it was it was amazing. It's actually my new favorite nighttime spectacular in Disney. So not current. My new favorite current. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spectacular I was like, you take that back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it was really good. It's, it's a do not miss. Yeah, I'm hearing the, uh, you know, I, I, I went against my own rule and watched mm-hmm. part of the live stream when they first unveiled it. It was like the first yes. or second night. Um, I watched like 10 minutes of it. And I was like, well, I am not going to do that again because there was a lot of trash talking online the next there day. There was a lot. Now, I yeah. know that, yes, this is a downside, right? Because if you want to see it in all of its glory, you have to stand in one of these two spots. And there's only so much yes. room in those two spots. And everybody's going to know they about those two spots now. Yes, exactly. There so are a lot. They, they, they fill you in. This is going to be that. Go buy a ton of snacks and then go oh, there yeah. two hours before the thing starts. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I, I listened. I, will, no. I listened to. Um, I want to say it was Resort Loop, the Resort Loop podcast that played just the audio of it. And when I was listening to the audio of it, man, it was like making me. Tear up and cry. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> I was like the audience. Yeah, I only did that about three times during the actual performance. What so, I saw on the live stream did not. It does nothing. Yeah. So, no. The the audio just. I I want to buy the soundtrack to it because I was like this audio. It was amazing. Is so much more amazing than it didn't register with what I saw on the live stream, which was why I was like. I I just need to see it in person. And I know there's a lot of people that are getting upset about them bringing IP into Epcot, but when this is the this is what's happening people. So just <laughs> so this is when, what's happening. when happily when happily ever after first came out, I watched it online. And I was a huge Wishes fan. I mean, I still love Wishes. I watched Happily Ever After online, and I looked at Dan and I said, "What the heck?" I hate this. It's stupid. I watched it. I mean, guys, I 
my eyes were my eyes were swollen shut from crying for happily ever after like i loved that firework display it was just amazing the whole show was amazing and i said to myself when when harmonious and enchantment were coming out you know i told dan i said ah, it's coming on live tomorrow he goes why are you gonna watch it you know you're gonna hate it i said i know but i want to see it and i did i watched it and i said oh, that's stupid but i went into this trip saying I'm not going to hold what I witnessed because of the whole happily ever after, because I didn't like happily ever after online. I had to see it in person. The same goes for these, these online versions that you see, they do not do either of these nighttime spectaculars justice at all. They are so much better in person to see the, the, the projections on the castle during enchantment. I mean, it is remarkable what they are doing. Do not read the trolls online of what they're saying about these two. They're not as bad as it is online. I promise. But Harmonious is amazing. Okay. I do have one more thing. I want to backtrack a second because I did forget to mention this with the whole Genie Plus thing. Okay. Okay. So at one point when I booked my Genie Plus, it said my return time was at you know, whatever, 1130, I want to say it was, which meant I had 1130, 1230 to return. Perfect. I go to confirm it. It adjusted the time to like 11 or 1050 or something like that, which was inconvenient because it was sooner than when the time I said would work out because of reservations. Why I'm telling you guys this is there are blue umbrellas all throughout the park. These are guest experience team members, cast members that are there to help you. If something happens, I went up to this cast member and said, hey, this is what happened. I have a reservation for Otis Cantina. I'm not going to make my my lightning lane. Like, what do I do? The time changed because I wouldn't have selected it. They fixed it for me. They went in, they made an adjustment, and they fixed it. So if you're having an issue or if something didn't, you know, if it changed on you or it's, you know, you weren't thinking about a reservation you have, take, take the initiative or take, you know, you have to, you can't rely only on, on this electronic device you have, go and talk to somebody and have them help you if you need to, or see if they can fix it or talk you through how to fix it. The second thing is, that's really important to note, um, and this did happen, was sometimes things break down. So we had a lightning lane for Toy Story Mania and the attraction broke down and because we had a lightning lane for it and because it was broken down, we're obviously not able to use our lightning lane between 12 and 1. So what it does is it goes into the app and it says, hey, there was an adjustment to your lightning lane. Go into my Disney experience, check it out. And it gives you a basically a redemption pass at, at that park. So it's only park wide. So if it's you know, at Hollywood Studios, it gives you a redemption that you can use between 12 and 1, and then you can still select a new lightning lane. There are restrictions to these. So there are only certain attractions that you can use that we'll call it a, a whole park redemption pass is not really for the whole park. So you do have to kind of dig into it to see what it's not letting you go on. Um, so for Hollywood Studios, for example, the two most popular Lightning Genie Plus attractions are Slinky Dog and Millennium Falcon. 
you can't use a redemption at the two most popular attractions. So, you know, it did have it in the fine, fine, fine print of that redemption pass. But if you're not sure, again, go to those blue umbrellas, ask them to help you out, and they can help you when you're in the park if you run into an issue. Yeah, so. don't just walk around mad and frustrated. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> and I mean, even ask. the... They're there that they're for specifically that reason. Exactly. And even I, you know, it was new to me. Um, I had no problem, you know, sucking up my pride and walking over to the, the guy and saying, hey, what did I do something wrong? What happened? You know, how do I fix this? And he went in and fixed it for me. And my new favorite saying, guys, is you get more flies with honey than you do vinegar. So be nice to those blue umbrella people, because if you're mean... I don't have to fix it. Just saying. <laughs> okay, I do have just a couple of closing things. Did you do the Jingle Cruise? I did not. What the heck, man? I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, okay, and then the other thing was, since I had brought Steakhouse 71 up, in our dining recommendations episode. Uh, I forgot what episode number that was. It was just a few episodes ago. Of course, I brought it up for lunch, but you ate there for breakfast. And I would love to know what did you think of the restaurant, like the decor and the ambiance and the meal and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it is a sit down reservation. You do have to have a reservation to get in. Overall appearance of the restaurant was very contemporary, you know, ironically, because it's in the contemporary. So it was a very, <laughs> uh, a very contemporary feel, nothing showy or fancy. When you walk down the hallway to get to the hostess stand, there are pictures of, you know, Walt setting the ground for contemporary and everything and, and the original. So that was kind of cool. But the whole atmosphere of the restaurant was great. The meal. So I ended up, there's a few options to choose from. I mean, you can't go wrong with breakfast, but I ended up getting steak and eggs. And the steak, the portion size was perfect, in my opinion. Um, it was $20 for the steak and eggs. It was a four ounce portion of steak, um, breakfast potatoes, and then two eggs. I ordered toast with it and I got the bottomless mimosas because why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, the steak, the flavor of the steak. First of all, I cut it with a butter knife. A butter knife. Ooh, awesome. Yes. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. Like, I didn't even give bring a steak knife to the table. I'm like, mm, okay, I'll give this a try. Oh, yeah. The flavor was remarkable. And I... Now, I know this is a sin, but I order my steak medium well. And the, Me too. It was perfectly cooked. So it's not, when I, when I say this, you know, I, I don't know. It wasn't bloody juicy, but like there were juices coming off the steak that kind of ran into the breakfast potatoes. And the breakfast potatoes were a perfect crispiness and it soaked up just enough of the flavors of the steak. I wish I would have, I wish it would have been okay for me to lick my plate. Like it was just <laughs> so good. Um, now then the bottomless mimosas, like I wasn't going to a park after I was just kind of staying at the hotel and resort hopping a little bit. And 
Um, when I cashed out, I asked if I was allowed to take a bottomless couple to go. And my waiter brought me a to go cup and poured a couple to go in there for me. And I was able to take a few with me while I walked around the resort. So not all overall, heroes wear capes, guys. <laughs> I, right? You had me at mimosa. Like, hello, Tyler. Thank you. Um, my server was amazing. The, 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 the cast in there were great. The whole meal itself, I mean, it was a $40 breakfast. And that included, again, bottomless mimosas, mimosas and a butter knife tender steak. So perfect. It was a great breakfast. I recommend it. Might have to eat there twice then. Might have to do I breakfast will. and lunch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, wanted, I wish I could go there. For, I wish I could have gotten in for uh, lunch or dinner, but I had to take what I could get as a last minute reservation. So, um, highly recommend, and you do not have to be staying at the contemporary to order there. So, um, and the one thing, so I didn't know this until the last day, actually, I wish I did. You can mobile order to go from steakhouse 71 and get, uh, take it, you know, walk up and take it to go. So like a quick service, you can mobile order steakhouse 71. Oh, interesting. Did not know that. Wish I did. That's great if you're staying there. Sure is. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Any closing thoughts or comments? No, I mean, the you know, anyone who's concerned about, you know, safety measures or anything like that, um, you do have to have masks on inside of buildings. But they were still sanitizing everything. There's still hand sanitizer everywhere. I felt 100% safe. Crowd levels were not bad. The magic is still there, guys. No matter, you know, things aren't the same as they were. The magic is 100% still there. And I can't wait to go back in 92 days. All right. Okay, so you guys know if you have questions, you can email the show or you can reach out to Katie directly. She's in our Facebook group. And you can go to her website at picturesandpostcardstravel.com and send her a message through there we're starting to open up booking dates into 2023. So if you need pricing, you know, no obligation quotes, so you can kind of see what, what it might cost. And with that, we're going to close this out. We are pulling up to our stop as we say. (laughs) Um, And I hope you guys have just a really great, you know, rest of November. This is probably going to go live after Thanksgiving. So if you're hearing this, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Don't forget to check out our show notes for the link to our Give Kids the World fundraiser. And with that, we are going to say see you real soon. Bye, guys. I'm going to forgive you for not going on the Jingle Cruise because you sent me a coconut. (laughs) That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you're heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com, on Facebook at Pictures and Postcards Travel, or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. 
Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash main and magic to join. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at main and magic. If you've got a comment or a question, you can email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website at mainandmagic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on social media and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye. So we say, see you real soon.